from the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair and another in our Meet the Team series. Tonight, we're talking with Brian Donovan. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, George. So, Brian, what was it like for you? You're back in the back room. They're announcing uh, different parts of the team. I've got to know what it was like to be sitting there and just wondering, did I make it? Uh, so, man, uh, I have to give credit to the selectors for having the most stone-cold facial expressions. And, <laughs> and you know, we're sitting in this room, and, and everybody's kind of letting their hair down and hanging out. And But you couldn't get a read uh, from a single selector on anything. And, and man, I'll tell you what, that just made it so much more nerve-wracking because you're thinking like, all right, maybe what I, what I can see is, and nothing. And they did such a tremendous job of really holding true to it so that the announcement could be made and, and, and that could be the way everybody found out. But uh, holy smokes, I could say it added to the tense nature of the uh, evening for myself, at least. And when they were announcing the team, uh, I don't remember Tony and Eric doing that in alphabetical order. It was kind of random names here and there. Yeah, and that's one thing they did. They did prepare us, and they said, you know, before we went in, uh, they said there wasn't going to be an order. It wasn't the order people finished. It wasn't going to be alphabetical. It was just going to be announced. And, and so uh, I think it kept it a little bit, uh, you know, people kept people on their toes a little bit. And, I, I mean, everybody's proud when they get their pin, and everybody's pretty much a blanket term, but I know I was excited when I got my, the different pins. What was it like to actually go up and get the – absolute ultimate pin oh i mean it just it felt right it felt like you know um all the things leading up to it all the stuff that we've been working on all the the long days and it just felt right it felt like man this is it and this is um just a a good feeling that you know all that work has has paid off at least to some extent to, to start the next part of the journey and going into the tryout assessment what was it like for you as far as ah, i've really got to work on this aspect of my teaching or my writing was there anything you were specifically concerned about and i mean obviously answering no isn't uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think if anybody if i answered no i i'd be a hypocrite because we're always uh, you know working on stuff in our own uh, personal development, our own writing and teaching. And, and I guess for me, you know, in the teaching world, I just wanted the opportunity to, to get to show my teaching style and not feel like um, uh, I wasn't able to show me or, or, or teach in a way that, that really hit home with how I, I teach when I'm actually teaching. And, you know, so I was hoping to, to get the opportunity to really show my style of teaching and clinicking and, and, and the opportunity to like, how do I, you know, do it maybe differently than everybody else. And so I was really hoping, hoping to get that opportunity and then the riding it, you know, it's always, uh, we, when we're riding at home and we're riding at, you know, out on the road doing events and, and, and just riding in general, we all have those days where everything's clicking and everything's working great. And we all have those days where it's like, holy crap, I can't do anything right. And I can't, uh, my feet just don't feel connected to my body. And so, you know, I was just hoping to, to be in the right settings and, and to have all the, the levers clicking in the right way so that I could again show me and, and show what I bring, uh, different terrain you know in the backcountry sections of the mountain in the park and the, the front space of the mountain and and just to be able to show uh, my strengths and, and also like to 
the things that are, you know, are weaknesses in my riding to, to make sure that I still ride really well in those arenas and ran really well. So I guess for me, I just really wanted the opportunity to, to show me and, and, and to get the opportunity to make sure that it was the best me I could, could bring to the trial and, and kind of raise the level for myself and raise the level for everybody around me. So, yeah, I'd say that. And, and, uh, and I think that anytime I get on something that's, uh, steep and unknown, uh, the butterflies never stop coming. And so that's always an exciting feeling. And the trout, no less, you know, you're standing up there looking over the edge of stuff and, and going, I have no idea what's below me, but, uh, I know there's six, seven, eight selectors down there scoring what I'm about to do. And, and I'm just going to bring it. So, yeah. So let's talk about your development as an instructor. How long have you been teaching and what got you interested in, uh, taking on the profession? You know what, um, George? I, I've been teaching for 16 seasons, and and, and I'll be brutally honest. When I started, I, I started um, like I think a lot of people started. Is I I wanted to earn a pass and be able to be at the mountain as much as possible, and, and so I thought this was a great opportunity to be on a snowboard a lot and to be on at the mountain, you know, full time or or as much as I could possibly be. And, and so I got into it, um, and I, I like to think that I got into it for the reason of earning a pass and. and and it took me actually teaching and getting uh, mileage on the mountain, teaching people how to how to ride, to fall in love with teaching, and then to realize that this was for me. And so, yeah, I got into it for the the perks or the benefits. And then after getting into it, it kind of got tricked into finding something I absolutely love. It's almost like you found out there are other benefits to the job that are very fulfilling. One hundred percent. You know, I, I I never realized how fulfilling or how how uh, exciting it would be for me. I just had never could fathom uh, how much I love actually doing what we do. So the certification process, you've started out, was there an instructor or two or three or four along the way that <laughs> really guided you into getting your level one, two, three, and going on to the national team tryout? Yeah, so, um, you know, I guess what I'll say is I was teaching at this, at this little mountain in western New York called Peak and Peak, and it's a, you know, 300 feet of vertical, um, uh, open during the day at night. And it was a mountain where this, there was just tons and tons of Alpine instructors that were level ones, twos, threes, just a ton of certified folks and not so much on the snowboard side, but I saw these people who were just like absolutely in love with, uh, continuing their development. And I, I kind of said, well, you know, I'm teaching full time and, and that would make sense it, it, I should probably go and do that and learn what I don't know and what I can, you know, maybe get better at. And so I went to my level one and, and everything that I thought I knew, uh, the doors got blown off because now all of a sudden I was surrounded by those people from other mountains. And, and, and Casey Gandy was my uh, examiner at my level one. And at the time he was on the, the ASI national team. And, and I just, I looked at him and I, and, and I watched how he taught and watched how he worked with us. And I was like, Holy smokes. Like, this guy does this at a really high level full time. And, and maybe like, if I stick with this, maybe I can be him someday, you know? And so he got the ball rolling for me for sure, because I came back and I was just hungry for what's next. And I started to train really hard. And then I'd say, um, you know, as I kind of worked through my certification process, uh, I went to my first level two and I wasn't successful. Um, and it was really, uh, from a standpoint of, I was teaching a mountain where I taught only beginner lessons all the time and I didn't teach a whole lot in the intermediate realm. And, and, and I had a couple of the examiners say like, Hey, you're a great rider. And you know, you, you have a lot going on, but you just need to teach uh, more stuff outside the beginner zone. And so 
I went back and I got hungry and and I guess the second time I went to take my level two is when I really understood what certification was, what our organization was, and and I went in super over prepared and I absolutely I did great at my second level two. And one of my examiners after the awards pulled me aside, and, and I don't I've told him this story since, but I don't think he really remembers. And, and it was his name was Ted Fleischer, and he um, flat out said to me, he said you know, you could do what I do and you could wear this jacket someday and you could be an examiner. Like you're, you're great at this. And, and I, I really credit Ted to uh, giving me the boost of what I felt I needed to say like, yeah, I, I, I need to keep doing this and I, and I, I can be pretty good at this. And so I, I bet Ted has said that same talk to probably a dozen other people or even more maybe. Um, but for whatever reason, that was like the fire um, that lit underneath me. And, and and I've told, like I said, I've totally credited him that and told him that. And, and, and I look to do that now as an examiner. I look to find those talented folks and connect with them and, and give them that because that was so powerful and meaningful for me at that moment, you know, in my career. And then at, at once you get beyond level two, you meet so many peers and so many ed staff members at that point when you're going to a ton of events to, to continue your certification that. Um, it's just a, a cornucopia of people that are influenced you and you steal little bits and pieces from different people and how they ride and how they teach. And, and from there, you know, it's just everybody you meet becomes uh, an inspiration as you continue. So um, I would give Casey and, and Ted really the first credit. Um, and then everyone I've ever probably snowboarded with since then has helped from there on to where we are now. I know this is a rotten question and I'm sorry, but what is it that you bring to the team that really makes you unique in, uh, and I'm going to ask a, a question kind of along those lines about something else that makes you unique, but what is it about you that you bring to the team that you can really uh, make it special? Oh man, that's, that is a good question. I, I you know, um, I, I think really what I bring to the team is, uh, uh, I'm really, I know who I am uh, and I know uh, where I'm strong and where I, I still am, am growing and, and I can help my teammates uh, identify a lot of those things in themselves as they continue to, to grow and as we grow as a team. You know, I think one of the things that we all do, we're all really, everybody on the team is a great skier or a great snowboarder and a great coach or a great instructor. But um, I think one of the things that's unique is kind of what we talked about is I started my journey at a really small little mountain. And then as I've taught throughout all these years, I've, I've grown and I've moved to some larger mountains and, you know, I work at a, a much bigger mountain than where I started. And, and I think I really connect with, you know, our membership and how diverse our membership is because our membership, it comes from all the different types of mountains and all the, we have the part-time membership and the full-time membership. And, and I see a lot of that in the East coast, you know, a lot of our membership out East is part-time folks that teach at these small little feeder mountains and they're so passionate and they're so uh, crucial to our industry to, to hook people and to, to get those people coming to, you know, vacations at larger mountains and moving towards larger mountains. And so coming from that world, I really connect with those folks. And then I, I, I feel I'm really good at making sure that we don't lose sight of that and, and that we still provide content and education that makes sense for whatever size mountain you're teaching at and riding at. It can help you to teach better lessons. It can help you to work on your riding. And so, I'd say that's probably my most unique thing that I bring to the team is is my understanding of how diverse our membership is because I feel I'm, I I went through that journey myself and I, I really make sure I, I tune into that so that we don't lose sight of that and I think that'll help uh, me really 
you know, be the checks and balances to, to make sure as we grow as a team and we develop content that we don't lose sight of how diverse our membership is and how diverse the, the guests that they're working with are and so that we can provide, you know, content that's relevant. Now, along those unique lines, what is something about you that uh, most of us wouldn't know about you? Yeah. Um, uh, so I would say most people won't know this, and this is a true story because after tryouts, uh, I was having a couple conversations, and uh, and and a good friend, Amy Gann, on the team with me, blew up my spot on this one, and she um, let the cat out of the bag that I I, I was a very competitive uh, soccer player growing up, and I. Uh, played at a high level of a high school prep team, and I, I played Division One in college, and and then I played in the I bounced around the pros playing soccer for a couple of years after college, and and it has carried on to me where, you know, I, in, at this point in my life I I play in rec leagues and bar leagues and things like that, and and it has turned into uh, it, it, slowly people in Vermont have figured out that I, I'm a fairly good soccer player, and now I actually am on a uh, um, a group of uh, men and women, we travel around and we play colleges, and we play high school teams to kind of help them tune up. And, and it's a, a very, very talented group of, of folks that played at high levels. Um, and, and really what it stems from is I'm just uh, absolutely competitive in everything we do. And, and it's, it's has driven me through a whole lot of my life. And, and, and soccer, even when it's a bar league, I, you know, it's I'm a very, very fun and competitive uh player on the field I'll, I'll just leave it at that but uh yeah i'd say i think most people in, in the snowboard world don't realize is uh, i've played soccer at all levels i've gotten to travel the world playing soccer um and it's just absolutely it opened up a lot of opportunities for relationships and and just travel and, and excitement and and i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world anything you'd like to uh say to the membership in conclusion you know what i would just say that uh um, wherever you are in your journey, there's something or, or somebody that's in the same spot that can help, you know, whether it's personal development or professional development, you know, there's, there's a ton of resources and, and, uh, this organization, that, that's the most, that's the greatest thing that I've found from it is, is people to connect with and content to connect with to help every single person. And that's, um, I think one of the most valuable things. And if you, if it's not hitting you right in the face, um, do a little bit of digging, and I guarantee there's something that you can get helped with or something that can help with your development, and there's something for everybody. So that, that would be my biggest takeaway that I'd want everybody to realize and not think that, you know, they, they've done it all or seen it all. Brian Donovan, congratulations on making the team, and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. George, thank you for having me. I look forward to the next three years. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.